Well, hello, everyone. This is Area 58, and this happens to be our first podcast with my co-host, none other than Wolfgang Moser. Hey, Wolfgang! (laughs) Hey, Terry. It's always good to hear from you. Thank you, man. My name is Teresa Parker. I also go by Terry, and I'm sitting here drinking a... um, Okay, this is what I'm having tonight, man. I'm having uh, uh, Kahlua on ice in a vintage... Peterbilt lowball tumbler. Boom. What are you drinking? That's awesome. Uh, I think you showed me those tumblers when I was at your place the last time. 100%. Yeah. 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 That's pretty cool. Um, I am drinking a screwdriver. Pretty boring tonight. <laughs> mm. Well, you know what, though? You got to get your vitamin C, so I don't blame you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's not very much orange juice in here, though. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can you hear me okay? Because I can hear you okay. Yeah. I hear you just fine. Okay, wonderful. All right. So we're a minute into this new venture of ours. It's a podcast. It's Area 58. (laughs) Little play on words there. Uh, Because we intend to talk about all kinds of wild and crazy things that have to do with, uh, you know, the weird shit that goes on in the Mojave Desert and beyond. Mm -hmm. Shall we explain to the viewers why it's called Area 58? Yeah, go ahead if you want to. No, you go. You're oh, the one that came up with it. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, here's the way I look at it. Um, you know, okay, I, I live in the far west end of the Mojave, so you can't get too much more far west than where I live. So I am in the... She's I'm telling in, the truth. Yeah, I'm telling the truth. I I, uh, I live in the toenails of the foothills of the beginnings of the San Gabriels, which run along the whole stretch of the southern edge of the Mojave Desert, you know, at at least of our part. Uh, So, so uh, between uh, freeway 14, we call in California, we call, we call freeways the, we put a the (laughs) in front of it. Right. Right. We we all do that. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're between, so, so area 58 or the 58 freeway is between the 14 and uh, Barstow. Yeah, because because after Barstow, it becomes 40. Exactly. And, be- and believe me, we will encompass the whole entire, uh, you know, Mojave and beyond, as I said. But uh, be- in those areas, what do you have out there? You have uh, Edwards. Yeah. Right. So Air Force Base and where everybody tries out all the new stuff, uh, where there's been uh, just massive amounts of strange things seen in the sky um you know for the obvious reasons the military base plus it's uh it's it's also um you know air force so yeah so that's sort of how we came up with it you know we're doing the play on words like it's like it's kind of like area 51 sort of i mean it sort of is they absolutely yeah they do a lot of uh tests out there and and here's the other thing you know skunk works and um and the like over there um they are in uh, Lancaster, which is the town uh, associated with where I live. I'm in unincorporated, but uh, they they have all the you know the fantastic um, you know new new whatever whatever's flying yeah. comes comes through there is what I'm trying to say. I'm yeah. making it very clear. But uh, that that is the reason why I thought of the idea um, because. There's some weird shit yeah. out here, man. Weird shit. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, desert is weird anyway. It is. And then you add this stuff. <laughs> yeah. And then you add this weird stuff. So, okay. Not only do I believe that, uh, well, I, first of all, let's get into tonight's topic. Uh, and let's just just name it for now. We're going to talk about aliens. 
for the obvious reason. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Uh, but first, hey, man, let's talk about, um, you know, how we met. Uh, do you want to? I know you know that story real well. Lay that out. I do. Um, it was pretty great. Uh, my friend Mel Turner, um, she had been getting me little jobs here and there. If she heard about anything that was going on that I might have interest in. And uh, I think you guys were probably in the last couple of weeks of filming House of Manson. And uh, it's, of course, just how it sounds. It's it's a it's a basically a, a true account of uh, Charles Manson and, and his family and the horrors that befell Sharon Tate and the LaBiancos. And the, mm. so uh, I was like, yeah, sure. I would love to, you know, be in that. And she says, could you play a detective? I was like, fantastic. Even better. Yeah. <laughs> hello. I, it's I- ironic because I studied, you know, like true crime for years and, and to be in a movie about Charles Manson and be one of the people that puts him away <laughs> literally <laughs> was, was pretty fantastic. Um, but uh, it was it was a great uh, gig. And, and I said, sure, I'll do it. And then the first day that I showed up on set, you're like one of the first people that I, I met as I was walking. In. As soon as I got out of my car, you were there standing there with uh, Charlie. Or not yep. Charlie, Charlie Manson, but uh, Charlie. Oh, yeah. Charlie Murphy. Char- uh, no, it started with an M, but you're close. Yeah. Okay. Mo- more, <laughs> anyway. mo- more or Morphin. something like that. More, okay. oh, yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. That, that might, might be, be right. it. Yeah. 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 Anyway, it's a really sweet guy and just had awesome cars. And, and uh, anyway, cars. We, we, we met and, and, um, and, you know, that was just the beginning, really. I mean, we kept in contact after that shoot, but you know it wasn't constant contact. Not not like what we do now. I mean, we talk every day now. Right, right. Um, I remember very distinctly. Um, I, I am trying to remember uh, whether or not we shot at our place. Uh, the por- portions of the movie we shot at the ranch, or was first, or if this no. part it was no, second. Y- you're. Okay. Um, your ranch was second. Okay, I didn't remember that part. And then, but... and then the last day I was on set was, uh, I had a scene that was cut. Uh, yeah, where I was letting letting Charlie out of jail because uh, some failure of. Uh... <laughs> yeah, the real life failure of somebody yeah. screwed up right there. Yeah, I think. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, well, I don't know. I don't remember if it was Miranda rights uh, or something like that, but we had to let him go. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Ryan was great as Charlie, just Ryan a fantastic Kaiser. young actor, and uh, it was a lot of fun. And and then getting to know you, and and you know, here we are. You know, here we are. How uh, many that, years later? Because that was a long time ago. Holy cow! Yeah, that movie was a long time ago. I'm gonna say it was at least five, six years ago, huh? It it was at least 2016. Okay, at least. Yeah. Okay. So so we meet. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and we do our thing. And, and, and for those that aren't in the movie business, you know, it's a lot of sitting and waiting around. And so while you're waiting around <laughs> right. 
unless you're like you know some big movie star you know you're talking to people you're you're yeah that's how you pass the time you know between mm-hmm. eat, eating shit <laughs> you know yeah and crap you know uh, and drinking crap crap services crap crap services you know uh, <laughs> uh you know uh, that's about all you do it's, you know you meet people and that's where i have found to be the biggest joy besides the performing is is the actual relationships that i have um uh, gained and kept, uh, uh, you know, almost everybody that I meet that on set, if I'm with them all day long and I'm, we're waiting to go on and we're just chatting, whatever, I've almost always stayed in contact with those folks. But you were uh, a bit of a, uh, you know, enigma. Uh, right. Because you stuck around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, for real, you know, real friends. Um, we found out. Yeah. We found out that we had a lot in common. Yeah, we did. And, and um, I invited you to my place. And this is how the other stuff got going. We, yeah. we found out our love for weird things and, you know, paranormal and, and just unexplained, frankly. Um, I invited you to my place to, to shoot some uh, target practice with our guns and, and uh, I said something to you about, um, all, you know, all the ghost stories that I have, because I have a shit ton of them, because that happens to be where I come from uh, in that aspect of, of weird stuff. But and you go, oh, well, I've seen Bigfoot. And that was it. I was mm-hmm. done. I was done. I was over <laughs> with. And, then you know, I think we discussed this um, in my last podcast, my personal podcast. This is actually our podcast. So this is yeah. not my personal podcast. This is, we're sharing this one. But the one that we did prior to. Um, to now uh the two of us together uh what we talked about all that stuff but anyway uh so uh why do we want to talk about aliens well because it's a neat subject let's let's face it and it's pretty neat um uh uh, what i've been getting into lately and i i talked to i know i talk to you about this all the time wolfgang we we i you know text you shit all all the time you text Mm -hmm. me stuff over and we're always sharing stuff and what i've been finding lately is 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 um well let me back up let's go back in time to about 2009 i was working out nine 10 no nine i'm trying to think back uh where i was at this point in my career with law enforcement because that's my other uh i'm a retired special agent with california department of justice but uh prior to that deputy sheriff but um i was trying to think what when that was uh, I worked with this one guy. Anyway, I worked for the Bureau of uh, Gambling Control and um, down in L.A. And uh, talking to my boss one day and he says, uh, yeah, he goes, um, I used to I used to I was in the military. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, because one time I was in North Dakota. I think it was North Dakota. I want to say uh, they have a lot of missile silos, don't they? Uh, like nuclear and whatnot or definitely, you know stuff that shoots out of the ground to keep us safe right yeah. over there and um and, and you know they have a couple bases up that way and mm-hmm. i i don't know the particulars of the story because he didn't tell me the particulars at the time but my boss tells me he's a supervisor and special agent supervisor and he tells me you know when i was in the military up there i had to guard these silos if you will and he goes one night it's colder than a well digger's tit and he's outside I don't know if he's taking a smoke or walking around, you know, doing his rounds or whatever the hell he's doing. You know, Uh, I was in the military also. So who knows what they had him doing? Whatever it was, was uncomfortable. I'm sure it was uncomfortable because it was colder and shit. So he's out there and he says, I'm just standing there. He goes, and all of a sudden this football sized craft is over top 
of the military installation. And he goes, I swear, he crossed his heart. I swear it happened. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, we don't, he goes, he didn't know any more than that. You know, he couldn't really, he didn't, um, sure. being, being that we were in, at work, he didn't give me uh, tons of detail, but he, I believed him. I mean, he was yeah. an honest person, you know? So that sort of went, mm, that sort of got my little spark going. Even then I way back when um, I was definitely into all this stuff. But haven't you noticed lately that a lot of these documentaries that, that are coming out and a lot of these reality sh reality shows that pin themselves as being pretty accurate are talking a lot about military bases getting inundated with UFOs. Yeah. Right? They Yeah, they are. It, it's fascinating. I, I think the... Uh... It, for whatever reason, uh, these extraterrestrials are interested in, in what we're capable of. I mean, that's the only thing, that's the only motive I would feel why they would be nosing around military bases. Now, the, the other flip of the coin is, what if it's something that the military is testing themselves that people are seeing? Okay. But these things are doing, uh, they, they defy uh, our known physics. So, there's that argument too. So I'm, I'm always, I always think of that though. Like what if, you know, if mm -hmm. it's something that we, we have figured out, that's not really out known to the public, maybe it is something that our military is yeah. uh, discovering. Um, I, in my, just being fascinated by this stuff, have seen a lot of these um, reports and different interviews and whatnot from uh, Lou Alessandro yeah. from ATIP, right? And uh, he was at one point, and that's what gives him credibility in my mind. Um, and he, the man, I'll give him credit. The man knows how to get an interview because one thing, he was in ATIP. Two, they've, he has this group of people that he's brought together to try and get people to talk. And he's got a film crew following him around. So, you know, he's, he's, he's Johnny on the spot. Hopefully they're getting everything they want, but it's amazing what's going on. Uh, but what he t what he talks about is you you said just a second ago that maybe it's ours or uh, a, a uh, adversary, right? Yeah. Well, what the reason why he kind of well, this is what he sort of puts out there, and I I actually think he is quite an expert on the subject because of what he did and what he's doing, um, and what he did in all his military career, but uh, and all the things that he knows. But what he what he basically said was. Um, they're either ours. Mm -hmm. He goes, and I don't think they're ours because we would have had a way been way further ahead than we are right now. Okay, that's the first thing. He goes, or they're theirs, meaning adversaries. He goes, but yeah. with all our spying, there's no way they're keeping that shit secret. Yeah. Unless literally they have a craft from out of this world that they can just jump in and start flying around, you know, and just to, right. you know, just to spy on us. He goes, that doesn't make sense. Neither one of those makes sense. He goes, or they're not of, 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 let's say human uh, sources. Let's say they're not human right. sources. Right. And, and I use that human as in species because what he <clears throat> said and what blew my mind, and this is something I wanted to discuss with you is what's, this is what he said. He goes, they may be interdimensional, uh, interdimensional um, of the earth or outer space. He goes, they could be 
any all of those things you know we have a lot of them coming submerging and going under and coming up out of the water so they technically could have been here a very 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 long time longer than it took us to evolve who knows who knows what the hell that's all about that that capability is unreal and then yeah and then we have you know uh maybe um inner dimensional meaning able to see if only we could they're here all the time they let in my opinion i think they let us see them when we see them Otherwise, they wouldn't let us see them. I think so, too. I think if they have the capabilities and the technology to fly, you know, light years Mm -hmm. away from their own home, that they probably have the capabilities to cloak themselves. Yeah. And 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 the capabilities of sustaining life wherever they're at, you know, um, just out of our reach or just out of, like you said, capability to because what he said, he goes, we're just starting to get the capabilities to detect I don't yeah. know what he meant by that necessarily because we've had radar all this time, you know, and uh, we have uh, other things that we can use to detect, um, you know, crafts in the, in the sky or whatever right. and, and the water, whatever. But interesting. He, and he said, or outer space. And uh, I think they're here in varying degrees and various types because we got so much from the military recently and, and more is coming. I know yeah. it. I know more is coming because they, they just can't keep that shit quiet. They just can't. You know, no. I mean, we're, we're coming to the to the peak of it, you know, but uh, anyway, we can. So, we so can. Thanks. We can. Thanks to the uh, Freedom of Information Act. For that's you. right. That's right. And, and, and it's because of that. All these documents have been released and there's no way that anybody can have a real argument against, you know, like, I mean, anybody that's been ridiculed for seeing a UFO and claiming that they saw a UFO and and got made fun of for it, those people have been vindicated to some degree, you know? All day long, yeah. All day long. I mean, okay, there was an incident out in the uh, Pacific. Um, a lot of our Navy down in San Diego, what they'll do is they'll go just a little bit further down to international waters where... Um, I think it's Guadalupe Island in that general vicinity. I'm between somewhere out in the ocean, but I mean, what I'm getting at is it's not super way, way out there. You know, it's near real near the border of United States and Mexico. It's in that vicinity in the water. And they were doing, and I, you probably heard about this. They, they were doing some t- years back. Not that long ago. I don't think we're doing um, uh, maneuvers and uh this navigator dude back on ship is like seeing all these like i don't know how many there were dozens of these crafts because they were showing up on the on the radar crafts going at about 36 some shit k or 28 k i don't know way up in the sky like like a jetliner would at about 100 knots he said That is crazy. He goes, that shit will fall out of the sky. It's not, it, mm-hmm. that is very, 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 very unusual for that to happen. And then, so what was happening, they were descending down to like the surface of the water in literally milliseconds. I mean, just boom, done. Or yeah. shooting straight up. All these crazy things. Well, they interviewed that dude. They interviewed one of the pilots that happened to see it. And he didn't know. He wasn't aware. Neither was his partner that was his uh the other pilot that was uh, the other plane that was in the vicinity, the fighter pilot, uh, they they were told to go check out something anomaly that was on the radar. Well, it was in the water, and they go, "Well, we're here. We don't see anything." 
Mm-hmm. They they look straight down into the water, and there's one of those gosh darn tic tacs. Yeah, and it actually comes out of the water and engages with them. I mean, come on, that what would the be hell? frightening. Yeah, and so these tic tacs, you know, and, and that's part of the the release of, like you said, the freedom of information. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Alessandro had something to do with that, but um, uh. Yeah, the military releases it, and they said these 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 crafts have no mode. Like you say, it's not even close to what we have. Yeah, why aren't we yeah. using when, that stuff? When I hear it? when I hear these uh, these reports where uh, people see them do extreme shifts in midair, you know, like mm-hmm. they're going really fast and then just mm-hmm. change direction immediately, and and that, that's that's. We we do not have anything like that. I we mean, do not. Mm-mm. Not even remotely close. I mean, no, no. Our physics. You know what they, would happen is you'd find a bloody pulp of a body inside. Yes, precisely. That's what you'd find. You know, I mean, precisely. So, yeah. I mean, he'd be plastered on the side of the wall. You know, as you did your ninety degree turn at what three thousand G's. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. <laughs> right. You know, but oh my God, like thirty six thousand miles an hour. And yeah. you don't hear any booms, no booms. And what that tells me, and I'm not a scientist by any means, I don't know any of that stuff, but what that kind of tells me is they figured out how to not have that happen on purpose so they can stay silent. You know, they figured yeah. it out. And you and I talked about the possibility that they're, the these uh, ships may be, uh, they may not have anybody inside there may not be an extraterrestrial inside it may be a remote thing like a drone maybe they're uh above our atmosphere Mm -hmm. and running it that way now who knows well i I think uh, there's also the possibility that they could be um somehow useful hologramic hologram type you know, maybe they're just fucking with us, you know, by making it look like there's stuff out there and what, seeing our mm-hmm. capabilities to, because they can tell right now that we have no capabilities like theirs. No, none. None. They must know by <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> and we have to keep in mind. We're literally sitting ducks, you know. <clears throat> absolutely. We have to keep in mind, too, we may be dealing with more than one species. Oh, we are, I think. We have to be. Look at all the different types of crafts. Yeah. Like, um, I watched the program two nights ago. And, uh, you know, I'm sitting there. Uh, Elizondo was part of it. It was one of those documentary pieces they got going and, and uh, or reality, whatever. And, you know, he's talking to this former military dude because a lot of pilots are former military pilots. And so he, you know, he's in it. He looked like he's now sort of middle aged. You know, he was a young kid once and. Uh, you know, in the military, but now he's an, an older man and he's got experience and he goes, I'm flying along and my co-pilot's flying along with me and we're in a, you know, we're doing the jetliner thing, you know, passengers and the whole nine yards. And he's heading towards what looks like a radio tower about 30 K in the air. It's like a string, you know, up and down, like a pole, yeah. but not literally. I'm just giving you the description. It's like a, this long, you know, uh, whatever thing, you know, long, skinny. And then with segments, there was four of them. He, you know, I assume that's how many were there that night. That's how they got the illustration. 
the graphic that they did on the on the show, but it was like four distinct, you know, equal part, equal uh, away from each other, equal parts away from each other. Four. Um, uh, I don't even. God dang, I can't even think of what how to explain to you what this looks like. It's like a string with four, you know, uh, light. They're like uh, bandwidth sideways a little bit you know uh, i don't know how to explain yeah. it. anyway anyway it's colored it's it's lit it's lit and they go could it have been like um you know uh you know something like a reflection from behind you in the cockpit so they go well we turned off the lights in the cockpit and it became very obvious that it was in front of us and he goes you know we're in a jetliner jetliners you can't just swerve like you can in a freaking you know uh fighter jet you know right. even those you yeah. only have just so much room to move over you know without i don't know whatever and so what's physically possible he goes so we're flying towards it and it's getting closer and he goes and then i hear another pilot say that he's seeing the same thing only he's coming from the other direction he's coming towards me he goes so we made a maneuver to get around it now I admit to not paying attention to what he said happened to it. I didn't yeah. hear that part of the, the conversation and maybe he didn't say, I don't know. He must've gotten past it and that was that, but I mean what they showed, and this is not the first time that pilots have seen something that high up in the atmosphere, you know, and 30,000 plus feet with this thing that looks like yeah. a radio tower with these delineated, there was four of them down the, down the tower, you know, uh, like yeah. bells almost, you know, weird, weird, weird. Do you what remember that? Do you remember that scene in Close Encounters at the beginning of the film? Um, there's an airliner and some pilots that see uh, UFOs, and mm-hmm. uh, they they report it, and uh, they say, "Do you wish to put this on record?" And they both look at each other and they're like, "No." Yeah. <laughs> and that's <laughs> the same thing. I mean, and I'm sure that that's happened more often than not. You know. Well. This particular dude, he did make a report. He goes, but mm. I never heard nothing back. He goes, I yeah. have made other reports. And I've never heard nothing back. And he goes, I've asked all kinds of other uh, pilots and they never hear anything back on their reports either. Okay, last story I'll tell you. And this is all from the same episode of this guy. Um, it's on the History Channel. But um, these are, okay, my background, uh, you know this, but the listeners don't. My background is as an investigator and I did a lot of work both on street crime, white collar. I mean, you name it, I did it, right? And so I, I, uh, I have an expertise at behavioral analysis. I took, I took classes for it, and then I put it, at, put it to use on my job. And I was able to get a lot of people to both talk to me and tell me things, you know, that I wanted to know uh, by using uh, behavioral analysis while watching someone speak. You know, so yeah. I think I have a decent amount of truth telling ability by listening to someone. Now, I don't really need to know what the subject's about. It's how they say it, what they say and how they say it. So I'm watching right. this guy and he's he's prior military. He's prior jetliner pilot. And uh, he said he was flying along and um, with the, also had a co-pilot and uh they only have, um, let me see how to, how to explain this. They only have a sensor to the bottom of the plane because when they're getting ready to land, it tells them how many feet, 150 feet, 
hundred, you know, twenty feet, hundred feet. You know, it'll it'll tell you this on the when you're flying in to land. Right. It'll tell you how many feet you have left, so you don't crash into the ground. You know, that's what jetliners do. It's automated. So yeah, he goes he goes. I'm flying along, and this guy's as serious as a heart attack. I believed every word he said. There's he 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 seemed nervous, <laughs> quite yeah. frankly, to just to retell the tor- story. But he also seemed extremely experienced pilot. Um, I can't remember the guy's name, and I'm I sorry I, uh, about that part. That would help. But uh, suffice to say, I did believe him. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. he says he's flying along, and they're at about thirty some odd thousand feet. You know, whatever these things fly at, they're thirty three, whatever, thirty six. And all of a sudden, he gets a ping on his sensor that there's something flying directly above, below him because that's how it works. That's how yeah. the sensor works at 2,500 feet. And he thinks to himself, um, what the mm-hmm. heck? You know, he's scratching his head kind of like. And then, he, you know, he and his pilot are like, what the hell? And so he thinks it's a it's a he thinks it's an anomaly that it's not really real it's it's just something going on with the sensor and then it comes closer to like you know it it moves closer like by a thousand feet and he's like i'm sure he's thinking what the fuck he didn't say what the fuck because he's not you know he's on a documentary but i'm sure he's thinking it what the holy hell is that you know yeah and then it gets closer okay it goes to a hundred feet in increments of a little bit, then a little bit more, then a little bit more. And finally it's at a hundred, it's flying, whatever it is, is below him at 100 feet. So if he moves ever so slightly, I mean, they could crash easily, easily. Now explain that to me, how the hell. And then eventually, um, you know, he was, he had to, you know, they got to come down eventually to land. And eventually it did just, it just was not there anymore. Yeah. I mean, really? I would imagine not losing your shit and making any mistakes and just letting things happen in a situation like that. Sort of like when a, a bird flies in front of your car. Yeah. And, you know, every time the bird, <laughs> you know, gets away without, you know, getting Usually. hurt. But yeah. But some people would, you know, possibly freak out and and swerve and you know yeah to try to miss that bird but uh i wonder if it's a similar situation with uh, these pilots what do you mean as far as like uh since you know like just just taking their hands off the uh, the wheel oh, so to yeah. speak and yeah. and letting things happen because uh you know if they if they do anything it may jeopardize right the entire that's kind of what the he, the guy said. He actually did say that he said something along the lines of, um, you know, it's not a good feeling to have to make up the rules as you go along. This is not a good thing. Like, no. I don't like we didn't know what we were supposed to do. So yeah. we really just did nothing. There was nothing they could do. He goes, I had all these passengers back here, you know, and I'm, I, I'm, I'm, you know, responsible for their lives. I so they just flew. And yeah. hoped nothing bad happened, and they were sweating bullets. I mean, you know, they exactly. were enjoying still their scary. time. Yeah, still very scary, very scary. Um, because it's and- it's one of those situations where you have to make a decision how you're going to proceed within seconds. Literally, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
and so yeah. that it, it's overwhelming. So I've I've had that feeling before. Um, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I think we we both know that we each of us have has had our share of that. Yeah, I I've had my uh, a few extreme pucker moments while working as a cop, <laughs> yeah. and a, and a few others as just myself. You know, strange things yeah. happened. Yeah, uh, he, that that particular pilot did the right thing and not doing anything at all. Um, yeah, you know. Uh, but the other guy, he felt like he had to swerve, not swerve, but he had to make a maneuver to at least try and get around this thing. You know, mm-hmm. he got, so they did, that's what they did yeah. and, and nothing bad happened, but I don't think anything bad would have happened because I think their no. technology is such that they're not going to let us fly right into their freaking no. whatever the hell that tower thing was. I don't think anyway. No, I don't believe that there, I've heard of any, uh, any collisions with uh, UFOs with 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 airplanes or yeah, um, I was going to talk about uh, shift gears here because we're talking aliens and um, talk about something I witnessed um, here at the ranch. Um, I live on a ranch, as I say, it's the far west side of the Mojave, and we get uh, flybys with uh, you know military planes all the time. I mean, it seems like. I know everybody says this, but they literally go right over our house, literally right over our house. Like I can, yeah. if I'm, if I'm working out back in my work area and I hear one coming, you can't get, cause you can't hear them until they're on you. That's the yeah, one thing that's right. pretty wild, but you can't get out, you know, quick enough to see them. You can only see them once they pass you, but always right over the top, right over the top, you know? So one day, uh, and this, that has nothing to do with anything other than just the fact that, um, it's the Mojave. It's the strange yeah. Mojave. So one day I'm in the hot tub and enjoying myself. And, uh, I happen to look up through the trees and it's, it's not twilight yet. It's not that dark yet. It's still very much daylight, but the sun is behind the mountain or the hill behind our place. Um, mm-hmm. so, so it could, it's still light out, but it just, it couldn't make it over the hill and the hill's pretty pretty low comparatively like 100 yeah. feet or something like that anyway so <clears throat> i'm sitting there and uh i look up and i see this i don't know i'm a, i don't know what it was uh i'm gonna say what it, i think it may have been and then what it might have could have been uh it looked as though it was um lit from the inside uh it had a looked like a light on the right side of it um it was small like uh uh and by small i say small in the sky it what didn't look like a small thing it just was about i don't know i don't know maybe shit uh 300 feet in the air i mean it just wasn't very high it was floating it looked like it was floating i thought maybe it might have been a mylar balloon Okay, the reason why I say that is because, like I say, the sun was not completely down yet, and it was high enough to where maybe the sun hit it just right, and it was just crinkled, just in the most perfect position to look like a craft. Yeah. Because it looked like a craft. It did, uh, to, to me. It just looked... Yeah, it looked like at first glance, I went, what the fuck? <laughs> and then I looked at it a little longer and I regret not jumping out of the hot tub with binoculars. But, you know, I didn't. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, he should have, but uh, I do regret that. But um, and then I got looking at it a little more, and man, it moved quick. It got out of sight very quickly. It was going pretty fast, but it was. I just saw it between trees. It was up in the up in the air. It wasn't in the atmosphere. It was in the air, uh, and just saw it go by. And this would have been moving towards, um, you know, straight. It would have been straight across the valley here that we live uh, yeah. west, uh, east, south side to north side. Very strange, very strange. It, and I didn't describe it very good. It, it kind of looked, reminded me like a, like a lan- lantern almost. Yeah, yeah. That weird shape. A funny little shape. Um, I, would, never... I would love to see something like that. I've never seen anything like that in my life. Um, but I would be really glad if I did. Well, uh, had I not been nude... I would have jumped out of the hot tub <laughs> and ran and got the and got the uh, binoculars to yeah. see it for my eyes because when I first saw it, it looked like they it was like it had like a lantern almost but but with uh, struts down the side and one through the middle, meaning squared areas, you know, like uh, areas where the light was coming through. Um, and, and right, but it was red. That's the weird part. It was red. That's why I thought maybe it was a red mylar balloon. It could have been. Um, it could have been crinkled in just such a way. My eyes, yeah. uh, I, I couldn't tell. I had my glasses on, so I, I should have been able to tell. But as I said, strangely, I know, right over our house. Um, and uh, uh, I had one other strange incident here in, in the air that I'll speak to you about. And then I'm going to tease what's going to happen next time. So we'll hope. Okay. Anyway. Okay. So <clears throat> remember that time I told you about, uh, it wasn't that long ago, maybe less than a year definitely less less than a year ago i think it was in spring and uh i'm uh, outside and i'm looking to the south uh and i'm looking right at the what we call portal ridge it's the mm-hmm. it's the mount, mountain range there and i just happened to look over at the right moment literally at the right moment because when i look over to my right right up next to the mountain and th- right over my neighbor's property flies this something <laughs> yeah. look like look like a biplane not a biplane um look like a you know those strato planes or whatever those double big humongous planes they they do fly out there at mojave they just yeah. flew one not very long ago they just flew one um and it's huge and it's very very wide and it's got like two fuselages i think or or mm-hmm. something anyway it, it reminded me of that. Uh, only I don't believe it was quite that big. Although I did say it was huge, like I said. So, yeah. Honestly, like a lot of people, I know what I saw, but I don't know now. I don't know. I don't know the origin of of it. It's like I, I looked over to my right and something was flying. It looked like it had. It was like not not a biplane, like I say, but with um double. Um, God. Uh. I don't know how to explain it. Anyway, double, double fuselage or something. Anyway, yeah, yeah. it's flying along and I'm like, oh my God, I thought it was going to crash because that was super low to the ground. I'm talking maybe 200 feet. Yeah. And I thought to myself, this has to be military alien because I didn't right. know what it was yet when I first saw it or somebody's crashing or it's a military crashing. I didn't know what it was because no one could have permission to drive that, uh, fly that low. No one. Right. We're talking 200 feet off the ground uh, in the, you know, and there's a slope there right along the mountain. So um, 
it was flying along that slope. And as it got probably maybe a mile, because that's a mile away when I'm, I'm looking at it a mile away, but it's so clear out here. I can see everything perfectly. And then it got maybe another mile away to the east. And then it turned towards the north. And that's when I heard the kick in of whatever motors it was, whatever engines it was using. And it just sounded like, I'm not kidding. It sounded like an ultralight. But yeah. this, this craft was so huge. It was like four times the size of the Wright brothers, you know what I mean? But, and it looked yeah. skinny and long and wide like that. It was so weird. So weird. Oh my God. I, I, I still don't know what it was. And I asked around and nobody knew. Nobody knew a thing. And I, I tried to research it. I couldn't find anything yeah. on it other than that stratoplane. And that stratoplane is, if you look it up, oh my God, that thing is massive, massive. Yeah. It's one of the, I think it's one of the biggest planes they have. And it just flew out of Mojave a couple of days ago. Um, it went north or I would have been looking in the skies. We were, I was up early. Somebody gave me a tip that it was uh, taken off. So I got up early just in case it came this direction. Cause oftentimes they do fly in the valley here. Um, but it went north, which nothing but desert out there. So this probably wasn't yeah. going to come back this way. But anyway, so let's tease. Okay. So we're 40 minutes into this new podcast of uh, Area 58. And um, there's a story. Well, there's actually two of them, but I probably won't get privileged to talk to the people about the second one. I just know about it. But I told you, you know, I'm, I'm telling the listeners here um, that uh, I live in an area that is the Mojave Desert. It may be on the far west end. You know, it's not, you know, in the middle or anything like that. But we have strange shit going on around here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, in 1995, and this is the year that I was told, 1995, the people that used to live in my home that I now live in had a daughter and I'm not going to use their name or anything or their name. It doesn't matter. The point is, I know these people and they're trustworthy. Yeah. Um, the, the daughter told me not probably a couple of years ago now um, about a story. And she she um, she was about, I think, well, I don't know. She was younger, much younger then. And, and uh, she said she saw a craft in the desert catty corner from my property right now. It was round and had so many lights. She said it was very, very bright. You couldn't see a lot of detail because there were so many lights. Um. And um, she's going to give us that story. Uh, first person. Uh, hopefully by the next time we meet. Um, and if not then, we will have yeah. it very soon for everyone. But I wanted to give that teaser because there's not very many people out there that can say they saw a craft. And here, and I want to come back to this. We always say it's, it's either us, adversary, adversaries, or it's from outer space. Yeah. And after listening to Elizondo speak, the, Lou, uh, about all that stuff and his expertise and kind of going along with really, uh, I believe what he says. I do. I do actually. My belief is that they're not from here because I think we would be we would be doing so much more. Uh, our government is not that secret. I mean, it is, but it isn't. I don't think they could keep that stuff secret. Right. So what else is there? It's got to be a, you know, I mean, unless, you know, this was a saucer set shape, she said. So more of a saucer shape. And then. Not long after that or prior to that, one of the two, I don't know which, because I just know it was in the same time frame. The neighbor to our north saw a craft hovering again, same time frame, 95-ish, uh, between our property. So so between my property and the one um, uh, next to mine to the north is only about a quarter mile uh, between us, if that. 
100 yards, 200 yards, maybe. Uh, it's not that much. That's not a quarter. That's not a quarter mile. So, a lot less. I would now, love to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. She she said she is in the move, middle of moving to another area right now. She's she's um, uh, staying staying uh, in California, but she's moving from her place now to another place. And she said just as soon as she's able to knock that out, she will get it to us. I want to tell everybody right. this is going to be a story that hopefully, I mean, I'm telling you. This lady is credible, just like Wolfgang, oh, you no, are, you know, no yeah, credible as the day is long. And, uh, and then I'm going to see if her mom remembers, she, she was the, she was the daughter. I'm going to see if her mom, the people that we bought the house from remembers any from anything from that story, because oftentimes somebody like, I, like if I, if I witness something and I immediately tell you about it, um, contemporaneously and you, you weren't there. And you have a decent memory. You're going to remember stuff that I've told you that I might not even remember five years down the road. You go, no, I remember you told me that. In fact, you said, that's blah, right. blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, man, that's right. You know, so mm-hmm. <clears throat> we're going to see what she has to say and, um, and, and enjoy that story. Because are you kidding me? It wasn't the same night this happened. It was not the same night. It, they were different nights, which to me. That's like seeing, you know, some of these people that see Bigfoot more than once, <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, why, you know, how does that even happen? Yeah. Well, so, I possibly have more than once. <laughs> I know you have. I know you have. Yeah. You're a lucky motherfucker <laughs> or an unlucky. Motherfucker. Or not. I, I just don't even, you know. No, you're lucky. I think I, uh, that's a blessing because you can say unequivocally, you know, without a doubt that you have seen a creature that science has not even categorized yet. And that is something right there. That really is. Yeah. And that's, I'm, I'm in the uh, frustrated department, you know, you know, like these people that are sort of vindicated from the, uh, the FOIA. um, There's still not like much uh, progress on, on the study of these things, the North American ape. um, No, no, none, no, none. And so uh, I, I'm still in that that uh, that area of like the weirdo that saw Bigfoot, you know. But yeah. I, 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 you know, since I'm older, I really don't care now. You know, like I, I have gotten past it. I've made peace with it. But at the same time, it's like, come on already, you know, like through DNA, at, at the very least, you know, somebody has to say. And, you know, just like with with the. Uh, the the FOIA and and all these papers being released, there'll be no fanfare. There'll be nothing exciting. You know, it's just another day. Like the, the news is like drown, you know, anything like this is going to be drowned out by like other ridiculous political bullshit or whatever. Right. 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 Or or celebrities doing something stupid. Um, Well, yeah, that is true. But hopefully when they finally happens, when it finally happens, everybody who's seen him or her, yeah. be vindicated for those that have laughed at them because as far as i'm concerned this is no laughing matter discovering a new animal is absolutely the most coolest thing yeah i mean scientifically i mean we you know those that have seen him have discovered him already right. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. uh, yeah so um i mean that's yeah. how i look at it mm-hmm. yeah to me it's just a non-issue but no. so and there there are also the big footers that have not seen one that are they they take pride in their skepticism and 
and oh it seems like they're just trying they're like playing the field um they they really they they want to see one but they they will not claim that they think that it's real until they do and i understand that because i don't i don't anything i don't see i don't really believe either um but come on man uh you're you're going out into the forest and camping for you know weeks out of the year looking for the, these things and uh and still claiming that it's all bullshit and bunk i mean come on yeah, yeah. you obviously know something is going on or you had something happen you know like had rocks thrown at you or uh have well, seen tracks or that's your cake whatever. and eat it too you know they're able to to do that and just in case it's not true you know just in case but there's just um these these naysayers I, i'm okay with them too because hey you know show me the money you know mm-hmm. I, I, I get it i get it. a lot a lot of people feel that way about um the energy that we call ghosts we don't know what they are we just call them that we don't know yeah. what we don't know what all that energy actually is we just that's just the name we give it you know in a connotation yeah. there thereof but yeah um so um yeah the credibility of this person is going to give us a story is going to be wonderful here uh oh yeah and i, I can't, I can't believe it. and i live in this i live in the ranch that it happened at so it's like wow uh i cannot wait to get into that and i another subject down the road i'm going to talk to you about the uh dogman dogman intrigues me to no end <laughs> no end you know why because it makes no sense it makes no sense but there have been like bigfoot there have been reports you know a long long time ago about these things and you know maybe it's something that's evolved in a weird way who knows like well i admit to being a very big skeptic uh about a lot of things especially that particular subject um when we heard kunbo and and uh and bear talk about it i was skeptical not 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 i i I, let me get this right i wasn't (laughs) thinking they were lying to me but i was skeptical on on what other people may be saying you know they were just relaying the stories i think yeah. but uh, uh you know that part that type of skeptical because let me tell you that particular beast and it is a beast um it should not be here on earth <laughs> com- yeah. com- compared to what we know and and uh, i have to give it a tip i have to tip my hat to the entertainment industry for taking people's stories and descriptions mm-hmm. and making them into things that people go, that's what yeah. they look like. Yeah. That right there is what they look like, you know, type of thing. Yeah. Werewolves. Uh, yes. There's, uh, there's werewolf and vampire lore a long, long, long time ago. Yeah. And there, there, it appears that, that uh, authors uh, have taken stories for, you know, about the uh, Martians or whatever. And, and like uh, made it into like pop culture and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it, it makes it less believable because you see it in a movie and you just know that if it's in a movie then it's not true it's not yeah real. it couldn't be real yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> and the truth is uh people are seeing something but here's the weird part just like bigfoot i mean just like bigfoot they're seeing different beings and i'm not talking people that say i saw it at a fleeting moment and i couldn't and, th- and it looked as though it had a short snout. No, I'm talking about people who got a good look at it and through binoculars, a scope, or with their eyes only, got a good look at it for a couple of seconds or more and yeah. can tell you the difference between it did not, ha- one, it had a, sh- 
uh, shepherd's snout, let's say, or two, yeah. it had more like a pit bull snout, more, more pushed in. And like all dogs, you know, they are all definitely going to be a little different, right? They, they will be slightly different. Sure. Uh, but holy shit are what? I mean, yeah, yeah I want to talk about this subject too. So let's, let's uh, wrap this baby up and talk about, uh, we may or may not be able to bring forth uh, on the next one, uh, the story about the uh, UFO here at this location, but I would love to. And when I, when we get her, we will bring her to you. If not that, we will go to another subject that we think is fantastic. Um, this is shit we're interested in and hopefully you're interested in it too. Um, you know, I want listeners to, you know, to, I'm going to give, I, I don't have it right now, but I'm going to have an email uh, yeah. listeners to send us stuff. By all means, by all means, like uh, message us. And and if you have a topic that you wish to talk about, you know, whether it's Chupacabra or or, uh, (laughs) the Mothman or anything like that. Um, Or if you have a Mothman story or Chupacabra story, uh, message us and, and maybe we'll have you on the show and you can tell us your story. Yeah, we will. We will. Um, I'm going to, um, I'm going to get a, a, a Gmail account and I will we'll send it out to everybody. Uh, I mean, via when we, when we go to, when we go to, um, I'll put it in the description of this. I'll put it in the description. That way everybody will know where to get a hold of us. Yeah. Um, we are on yeah. Facebook, but, um, you know, sometimes you don't see those if they're from people you don't know, messages and stuff. I mean, you know, if you can find me, they're great. I and mean, you can find Wolfgang there, great. But yep. uh, we'll, we'll give you an email and please contact us because we want to get into talking about your stories. And we're just going to talk cool things. And there are so many weird stories out in Mojave Desert, but that's not all that we're going to cover. We're going to cover stuff from A to Z, weird, crazy, wild, whatever. There, I mean, you know, uh, as many people there are on this earth that's how many stories there are and we're going to get into some stories around here so thank you for thank you for joining us everyone on our inaugural uh podcast um this is uh wolfgang and uh teresa and you have uh listened to area 58 and uh thank you wolfgang it was a lot of fun man i just can't wait for us to do another 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 another. oh yeah i'm always looking forward to the next one and plus it's just good to catch up with you and uh and and share our thoughts about this uh the spooky stuff yeah and and actually speak in person because we're texting we'd like to absolutely we usually just text all day every day hey man my drink is gone so uh, yeah mine too what the hell yeah what what the hell we are we are done we are done <laughs> thank you everyone for for listening to area 58 and thank you everyone the next time until the next time we uh, appreciate you and uh please contact us and we will talk again all right Good we night. are out bye <laughs>